God ascends among shouts of joy. The Lord with the sound of trumpets. Sing praise to God. Sing praise. Sing praise to our King. Sing praise. Sing a song of wisdom. For God is King of the whole earth. Psalm 47, 5 through 7. Good morning, IBCM. And glad you are joining me once more this morning for our uh, devotional time getting a good start in the Word and prayer and in our relationship with with Christ Jesus. That is such a uh, inspiring psalm, isn't it? To remind us that we begin the day with music. And sometimes uh, early in the mornings here where we're staying in, in Alabama, we can hear uh, the birds sing. There's there's a dove that uh, has evidently nested in a, in a tree not far from our apartment and oftentimes in the morning we can hear that dove singing and there are other many other birds around our apartment we hear their songs of praise every morning uh, what a good way to begin the day with the song of praise and uh, maybe if you haven't already maybe sometime uh, during your own devotional time today you can sing your own songs of praise because God is the king of the whole earth He's the king of my life. He's the king of your life. He's the king of every life. And though there are many who don't, do not recognize him as king, that does not deny nor liquidate his sovereignty. He is king of the whole earth. And what an amazing thought, isn't it? That this king of the whole earth loves us, sent his son to die for us, and through faith in Christ Jesus, we are in an eternal, intimate love relationship with God, who is King of the whole earth. That thought should spark some excitement and some encouragement as we are beginning our day today. Well, just in a moment, we're going to read and meditate on Philippians 4, beginning with verse 15. We'll finish the book of Philippians this morning. I haven't decided yet uh, where we're going next, but by by Monday morning, I uh, I will have heard from God where to go next in our daily time uh, together with the Word, and uh, we'll we'll begin a new uh, a new theme next Monday. But today, in just a moment, we'll read uh, Philippians chapter four, verses fifteen to the end of the chapter, which is verse twenty three. But before we do. Let's pause and pray together. We thank you, God, for this new day. And we thank you, God, that you are the king of all the earth, the whole earth. Not just this earth, but you are king of the universe. There is not a place that we could go uh, and, and not be under your sovereign rule. In fact, there's not a place we can go that you are not there. You are omnipresent. And you are omnipotent. You are almighty, all-powerful, all places, all things to us. And we are amazed and we do sing praise to you this morning as we begin our day. We thank you for this time together and pray that it will be fruitful as we read and meditate on your word and in a little while longer when we are praying for people we care about. We're praying that your Holy Spirit will just fill us 
enrich our lives, equip us and empower us and make us ready for the day. So now, Lord, we open your word and we pray you will teach us and shape us and transform us to be the people you want us to be. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right. Philippians 4, beginning with verse 15. You Philippians know that in the early days of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church shared with me in the mass matter of giving and receiving except you alone. For even in Thessalonica, you sent gifts for my need several times. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the profit that is increasing to your account. But I have received everything in full, and I have an abundance. I am fully supplied, having received from Epaphroditus what you provided, a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me send you greetings. All the saints send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. There are several things we could talk about from this passage, but just two or three things I want to point out in this, these concluding remarks by Paul in his letter to the church in Philippi. The first thing I want to point out is God's generosity, God's graciousness. You know, Paul pointed out that the church in Philippi had supported him many times. This reminds me how God uses people to provide for people. The church in Philippi were compassionate. They were generous. And in their giving, they demonstrated the generosity and the grace of God. That's one strong point of a healthy church. A healthy church cares for each other. Members of a healthy church are willing to sacrifice, willing to give, willing, willing to demonstrate the compassion of Christ. And it's not always money, because sometimes I don't have, perhaps, any money to give to someone in need. But there are many ways that we can give, many ways that we can supply the needs of the members of our church. And, and I'm praying that as we continue to endure in this, ep, ep, this pandemic, COVID pandemic, that we are learning how much we need each other. I was frightened to hear a young woman maybe four or five months ago. She didn't say it to me. She said, she said it to uh, a friend of ours. She said to our friend that, uh, that she's, what she's learned is that she doesn't need people because she had been living in isolation for so long. That is not what God wants to teach us in this pandemic. We need each other. God knows that. And God generates and inspires generosity and compassion in our hearts for each other. And Paul said that God received not only Paul, but God received their offering. He described in he described it in these terms, a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. Verse 18. 
So you see, God knows our need. And God has a way of orchestrating provisions. He is an expert in logistics. He knows how to bring people together. He knows how to resource our needs through others in spectacular ways. And I'm praying that each one of us will be the kind of person that God can move to meet the needs of others. There's something else that I think we can learn from, from this passage. And, and that is something that we talked about yesterday, a good perspective. Paul says, I'm not seeking a gift. Of course, he had a need. And we don't know exactly all the needs that Paul had. He was writing from prison, remember. And, and it wasn't a prison like we know, for example, here in the U.S. or even in the Philippines. Here in the U.S., when a person goes to prison, all their needs are taken care of by the government, by the state. They have a place to live. They are served three meals a day. Clothes are provided for them. They're even given a little bit of money uh, as they have a, a small job that they do each, each day. But in Paul's day, in Paul's prison, the Roman government did not provide anything for him. And so Paul was dependent upon people who would show love and compassion for him. Here's the point. Though Paul was in great need, he did not whine or cry or moan or become discouraged. He depended upon God. He was able to say to the Philippians, My God will supply all your needs because he had experienced God providing for his needs. Yes, it was the Philippian church, and perhaps others who had given to his need. But Paul saw this as God seeing and knowing his need and responding with compassion by moving the church in Philippi to supply his need. And so again, we see the importance of right perspective. Uh, seeking riches and comfort usually results in greed and dissatisfaction and discontentment because the flesh never gets enough. And so again, we come back to that perspective that we talked about yesterday. Seeing life, seeing our circumstances through God's perspective and that word power, knowing that God has the power to provide our needs. The other thing I want us to talk about is Paul's incredible sense of, of God's ability to provide my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. If I were to meet your need, let's say I, 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 uh, you came to me and, and asked me to help you financially. My ability to help you financially is based on what I have available in my bank account. But God... God's resources cannot be held in a bank account. His resources are rich and abundant. My God will supply all your needs according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. God has abundant riches, immeasurable ways that He can meet our need. For example, think about that story in the wilderness when the Hebrews were moving from Exodus, sorry, 
moving from Egypt to the Canaan land, the promised land, which we read in the book of Exodus. If you recall, the journey took 45 years. Now, in that 40-year journey, we later read that not any of their clothing, not any of their shoes wore out. But in some miraculous way, God enabled those uh, shoes and clothing to stay fresh. This is just an example of how God is not bound by how we view life. But God can provide for us in many, many ways because he has great riches and he blesses us in Christ Jesus. So I want us to remember that whatever our needs are, God is able to supply for all of those needs. And that's the last thing I want to talk about is that there's a difference between need and want. Sometimes we get obsessed with the things we want and we pursue those things that we want. And what really happens is we miss the needs that God wants to provide. So what is your need today? Like me, you probably have several needs. I know Cindy and I have several needs. And so what is our response? Our response is the proper perspective and the understanding of God's power and how he loves us and cares for us. And he is not limited in the way he can provide for us. That he is the great logistics manager and can move and motivate and inspire people and other kinds of circumstances to supply for our needs. It's according to his grace according to his riches in Christ Jesus, that he meets all of our needs. And let's not forget to think of others' interests as much as or more than our own interests. And to be like those Philippian believers who saw Paul's need and with great compassion and intentionality gave and gave and gave several times to meet his need. Now, there is one more thing I want to say about this passage. Notice in verse 22 that Paul sent greetings from believers who were in Caesar's household. He's talking about the Roman emperor, Caesar. Apparently, God had blessed Paul's ministry so much, even while in a Roman jail, that the gospel penetrated the household of the Roman emperor and some who lived there and perhaps even served under or with the emperor had come to believing faith, salvation in Jesus Christ. That is amazing. So here's the word of encouragement today. Tell the Father your need. It's not that you're informing him. He already knows your need. It's that you are confessing to him that your greatest need is God himself. And the Bible teaches us that in his time, in his way, according to his riches, he meets our need. So be encouraged today. God is on the move to meet your need. Be humble today. God might be on the move to meet another person's need through you 
or through me. Let's be ready to give generously today because God meets our needs with such abundant riches and grace and mercy. Let's give praise to God. Father, thank you for being such a loving Father. Thank you for meeting our needs according to your riches in Christ Jesus. Thank you for always being understanding. Thank you for hearing us. Even when we whine and complain, you listen and you're patient with us. When we, when we cry out to you with wants, you're patient, you're loving, you're kind, and you give us in response what we need because you love us and you know what we need the most. And Lord, we're also praying that you would inspire and equip and bless and move us in marvelous ways to meet the needs of other people. We pray, God, that our church will become known for its generosity and compassion and love as we meet the needs of ourselves and of those around us in our community. And do we do, again, Lord, pray for those in our church family who uh, have needs today, those of which right now that we're mentioning have physical needs, Pearlie and Becky and Brent. We're just praying, God, you'll bring healing to their bodies. There are some in our church family who are uh, grief-stricken. Isaiah and his family over the loss of his mother. The Parcones over the loss this spring of, of their son, Kevin. Uh, the Felisario family is uh, the loss of, of their loved one, sweet Cora, Ate Cora. Lord, we just pray you'll embrace them and love them and provide everything they need in this time of mourning. There will be joy also in their hearts, joy that those who have passed away are now with you in heaven. That is such a fantastic encouragement and peace. Now, Lord, as we are starting our day today, encourage us to trust you for everything we need. Encourage us to, like Paul, be content in whatever circumstance or condition we are in with a prayer and thanksgiving, make our petitions known to you and rejoice in the Lord because you are our Father, King of the whole earth, who knows what we need and provides in his way and his time. We thank you, God, for being God. We thank you that you have chosen us and saved us to be your children. Now it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Well, God bless you today. Have a great day. And I look forward to worshiping with you on Sunday. Remember, if you're able to worship with us in person, don't forget to register. And uh, we'll have a great time of worship and celebration on Sunday morning. In the meantime, also, I look forward to seeing you again on Monday morning. God bless and have a great day.